Right, I think I'm ready. Are you guys ready? Cool. Let's rock and roll. So, um, what do you think of the lockdown, dude? I'm, I'm, I'm saying it's strange times, but, you know, partly it's, it's, it's kind of like, uh, you know, the pendulum swings with the yeah. world. Um, we go from these stable periods to these crazy periods and back again. And yeah. um, I can't help thinking this reminds me of a time when I was a kid. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I actually thought about that time a little while ago before all of this eclipsed all our um, current situations. And I thought how surreal and a different life that felt like. Um, and now that we're back here again, you know, the correlation is most certainly there. Um, and I'm, what I'm referring to is, uh, you know, kind of being born and, and partly raised on the wrong side of the Iron Curtain. <laughs> so, you know, when you, when, you, when you start seeing empty shelves in stores um, and uh, you, you start having your personal freedom impeded, uh, it is most certainly a, a very familiar feeling. Although now through adult eyes compared to then when, uh, you know, you were a kid. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so there's most certainly some some means of, uh, you know, this this coming full circle. And just like fashions drop in and out, <laughs> you know, I suppose, uh, you know, these types of things do too. And, you know, you, you kind of just end up shaking your head at it. Yeah. Um, of course, there's pros and cons to both. Um, but, yeah, you know, you kind of sit back and, you know, say to yourself, how can this shit happen to the same guy twice? You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what have you done? Yeah, it's a karma. It's coming back to haunt you. Yeah. So, but I mean, can you, like when you were a kid and you were, I mean, you were in, in Slovakia. Yeah. Was it, was it called Slovakia at that time or was it still? No. Um, so, so, look, there was Czechoslovakia, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, to really go back to the beginning. Um, you want to look at what things played out during and at the end of World War II. So what actually happened is um, when Hitler, you know, kind of grabbed most of Europe under his control in the heady days of, you know, the Third Reich, um, he annexed the Czech Republic of Czechoslovakia. In other words, he took it over. You had no question. There was no politics or diplomacy. He just took it by force. Yeah. Slovakia was kind of left as an independent state for the interim. But the Slovak government bartered a deal with um, the Germans and, um, you know, said to them, well, okay, we'll, be, uh, we'll sign up as a protectorate of the German Reich. So, in other words, we're actually pro-German during the course of the war, um, you know, and, and uh, that kind of led to, obviously, as events turned out, um, when the Russians started winning and they took back most of Europe, they also didn't really give it back. Um, so, what you end up finding is, uh, you know, the, the, the Slovaks, and I suppose the Czechs included, didn't have a choice but to be a a satellite state of the USSR. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, as I suppose that's why all politics are dirty. But um, yeah. so Czechoslovakia was reestablished. Um, we were a sovereign state as much as we could be. Again, um, you know, the Iron Curtain was drawn pretty much um, between the East and the West. Uh, most markably, 
you know, between Slovakia and Austria, um, which is about, you know, I could see from the flat I grew up the other side of the, the fence. Literally. Yeah, sure. And, um, yeah, and what happened was, uh, as we all know, communism was communism, and there wasn't much news coming from that part of the world, and everything was heavily censored, and everything was very state-governed and controlled. Um, I'm hoping you see some similarity between our current situation and, uh, and you know, then. And then, of course, uh, yeah, there was there, there wasn't without its instance of, uh, I wouldn't call it a rebellion, but there was most certainly a thing called in the 60s, I think it was in 68, that was like a, uh, it was called the, the um, Prague Spring or something to that effect, where, you know, the students decided to start saying, no, but wait a minute, you know, we can do this on our own and we don't need all this uh, communist influence and all that. And, uh, of course, that's when the Russians came in and rolled in with tanks. Mm. Uh, it took another 20 years for the rest of the world to, uh, you know, uh, or should I say the rest of the world, but mostly uh, these satellite states within, you know, the, the, the greater USSR, to start uh, breaking down these barriers, and most notably, as you know, in 1989 with the Berlin Wall. But that was partly influenced and accelerated by the economic decline of the USSR. So, you know, it wasn't a bloody conflict. It wasn't a, 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 it wasn't a violent revolution. It was actually termed the Velvet Revolution. So if you want to go read up on that in uh, the Wikipedia, you'll find a lot more about it. But yeah. the point is, and here's the correlation, when I'm sitting in the shops yesterday and, um, you know, I'm trying to buy the most basic things, you couldn't. And yeah. there's nobody you can really complain to. And <laughs> that's a scary thing, you know. And during this uh, velvet revolution, as violent as it wasn't, there was most certainly economic upheaval. Okay. Um, so there's two things you can take from it. A, and pretty much the same now as it was 30 years ago, it's uh, very unsettling. And it's very frustrating and sometimes very scary when you can't buy the basic stuff. But on the other hand, um, you come out of it. Um, yeah. You come out of it, uh, you know, on the other side and you, I won't say stronger for it, but, you know, life goes on. And yeah. uh, somewhere along the line, common sense and, and human uh, endurance prevails, if, if that's a thing to say. So, you know, as, as uncertain as times are, as, uh, as humanity, as a race, we've been through these things a few times, not just plagues, but as I say, these sort of turmoils where the basic things you've come to expect and take for granted have been turned on their head and sometimes, in a way, disappear. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, so, I mean, in those senses, that's exactly what happened. And it wasn't uh, just during the time of the Velvet Revolution. It was leading up to it. So, in the late 80s, you already started seeing... I mean, communism wasn't great, right? It was good in certain areas, such as, uh, you know, the, the government infrastructure was pretty jacked up. You'll find your buildings, your school buildings, your, your public transport being pretty well taken care of. But the area that wasn't was consumer goods. There wasn't a lot of time, effort, um, or technology devoted to that area. And that's why, you know, you don't really hear from uh, ex-Eastern European countries really exporting, you know, high-quality, high-tech <laughs> type stuff, you know? So with the, with the good old Sputnik. Yeah, you see, you see. So you know a joke or two. But that's exactly that's exactly what uh, what it entailed is that you know that part of life fell behind. And if you really wanted a good coffee, um, and I'm not talking about a takeaway one, I'm talking about the instant coffee that you get in a jar. Yeah. You had to go over the border to Austria 
yeah. if you can. And yeah. most of the times you couldn't. You needed yeah. a very special visa or permit to do that, such as being, I suppose if you were a muser, you could get away with it, you know? Okay. So it wasn't that you needed to be a diplomat on a mission, but you couldn't just, you know, pop over and do your groceries, even if it was a few k's away. Yeah. And of course, when you went over there, you were sort of just swamped with all this uh, option and high quality and <laughs> and then you had to go back home. Yeah, yeah, no, of course. <laughs> you had to hurry up. But when you bought the stuff back there, you'd be amazed how people reacted to silly things. I mean, I was a kid, so toys were a big thing, you know? Okay. Um, fortunately, you know, that's not the case now. But, um, you know, as I say, walking into a grocery store and seeing, you know, half a packet of potatoes lying in the corner there and the rest of the shelves empty, that's exactly what it reminded me of. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. So that's, that's hectic, yeah. And, and that's, that's, I guess, where we are now. The difference is that the entire economic engine at that point had stopped or seized, mm. uh, especially with the turmoil. And once you uh, sort of upseat the current government and, and there's an interim government, and I mean, we've seen this in countries across Africa as well. Um, you know, when that ceases, then you have problems. Here, yeah. things yeah, haven't yeah. ceased. And that's why we're being reminded of the fact that, you know, there will be a constant supply. Um, I think that's true up to a point where this lockdown gets extended or repeated, you may start running into some problems. Yeah, I was going to say, well, you know, I mean, in the communist um, situation, I'm sure at that stage, people didn't couldn't really see the end of that yeah. Uh, yeah. situation. Whereas theoretically, we're saying, OK, in three weeks time, things could could go back to normal. But I think yeah. a lot of people know that uh, three weeks, it's not going to be three weeks. Yeah. And, to what ex and, and, and just to add to that, Andrew, to what extent is it going to be the same? To what extent is the world going to be the same? Yeah, no, no. Look, I think, I think, I think uh, this is going to change a lot of things. I think a lot of, um, I suppose a lot of businesses might not make it for yeah. one. Um, yeah. Uh, I think, and uh, I was saying to someone the other day, it's so ironic in the last two years, we've become very conscious about how much time we spend on our devices and how we communicate with people, uh, you know, through our devices and that kind of thing. I mean, with my teenage girls, you know, you keep on saying to me, oh, you spent your whole day on the flipping phone, you know, and yeah. we're like trying to get them away from that. Now all of a sudden the situation occurs in the in the, in the world that, well, that's the only way we can communicate yeah. kind of thing yeah. because now we're all locked away in our houses and all that yeah. kind of thing. So, uh, And I've just had, a, I've just had a, a, a meeting now with some people and uh, we're doing a bit of a retrospective on some work that we've been doing. And the one comment from the person was, well, um, even though we're working from home, we're working remotely, we've had some issues with connectivity and, you know, trying to get everything settled and, all that kind of thing is that uh, we've been collaborating a lot more as a team on the work that we've been working on, more so than we're sitting in an open plan office. Yeah. So I suppose it's not all negative, but I suppose with anything, with any change in life, I suppose we just need to uh, be careful about what's, you know, what's, what becomes the norm and what's, what is not the norm, you know. I don't yeah. know. I'm, right. I'm in my happy place, actually. I like to be in my space and working from home yeah, pottering around and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I find the I find being in the office quite disruptive. You're right. Focus, I think, gets taken away from you. And yeah, uh, you know, but each to their own. In in that sort of situation, that you know, 
I suppose, depending on your setup and your circumstance, I mean, I'm sitting here with, uh, with you know, a, a three-and-a-half-year-old and a, half year old and a yes. two <laughs> and the two-year-old just about broke his arm this morning for falling off a chair. So he's now around holding it, feeling sorry for himself. So here's me hoping it doesn't require an ER-type visit because that's got its own perils now yeah. that wouldn't have existed. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, no, yeah. look, I mean, I think yeah. that, like I was thinking, like yesterday, for some reason, my flipping tooth was sore. And I thought, geez, what a time to get toothache. Yeah. Fortunately, it's fine today. But... Um, I thought, geez, like, what am I going to do? Because like, I don't know about you, but for me, the worst pain besides having gout is um, toothache. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. yeah. No. I'm thinking, like, where am I going to find a dentist now? Well, we'll come back to the USSR, I said. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, that's exactly it, eh? And, um, it, the, the, uh, you know, just to bring us back to this topic, another correlation I make is that it obviously permeates everything and everyone yeah as much as you get used to it and sideline it and carry on with your little um call it micro tasks for the day there's no escaping the bigger picture and um, you know in many ways it took a it took a it took a massive effort from entire populations to change that and it obviously got worse before it got better i mean hell there were some people that were calling um you know sort of the communism structures back um I think the irony of it is, and not to get too political here, I mean, we're talking about the common man, but, yeah. you know, the irony of it is that places like China, I think, are dealing with COVID a little bit better because they are a centralized economy. So when you're talking about businesses folding and, uh, you know, I heard on on TV today that Edgar's might not come out of this lockdown. Yeah, I saw that. And the point to make there is besides, you know, the trappings of capitalism. But, uh, you know, when you have a centralized economy, I mean, all those efforts get directed by state as well. So there is no such thing as a clothing store closing in, you know, in that kind of setup. Um, And I'm again referring back to this, you know, Czechoslovakia of 1989-1990. But, of course, at what expense? And, you know, it was probably... The clothing was crap anyway, if, if you're going to make that you know, similarity. Um, yeah. But yeah, but you know, in those senses, it's all about, you know, the, everybody's effort to get it back up. And, you know, in a, in, a, in a sort of this kind of setup, it really does feel at some point, and you may have seen examples online as well of each man to themselves. And, you know, yes, you have government intervention and support to some extent, but how effective is that really going to be compared to how, you hear in days past, the years past, budget speeches and fiscal plans, and none of them pan out very well. Yeah. Uh, here, the same thing happened um, with, I think, the plans for this lockdown. I'd love to see, in retrospect, how much of those plans have actually worked out, because I've seen one or two alarming videos of people not complying to the lockdown, you know? Yeah, I saw that today as well. Yeah, so there's that. So if we're talking about uncertainty then and now, um, you know, it's a thing. And we all, you know, don't know. And I suppose that's part of the angst we're all experiencing. Um, well, I think, I think, uh, I mean, just talking about the coronavirus specifically now, um, I think uh, in this country we've got a bigger, uh, uh, a bit of a problem that if it gets into the areas that are highly populated, where people are living on top of one another, um, to once it's in there, it's going to be very, very difficult to control. And that's what people need to understand. 
um, that, um, I don't know, what's the best way of dealing with this? Yeah. Lock it down. Lock it down. I mean, yeah. um, apparently China's got it under control. Uh, don't know about that. But still, yeah. You know, I think I think the biggest thing is uh, when the, the lockdown sees and there's a surge in new infections because there's no way you caught it all, I don't think. Yeah. And with this lockdown, same thing. Unless you've tested everybody, every single person in this country, the minute you're about to step away from lockdown, you don't know. Yeah, exactly. Because I was wondering, like now they were saying that in China that the people are starting to go back to work and you know, the lockdowns over and all that kind of stuff. I mean, how do you prevent it from flaring up again? Exactly. Because, I mean, it started with one individual, right? Yeah. All you need just to bring it back up again in two months to where it was at the point of the first lockdown. Yeah. And how many of those can you sustain? So, yeah. you know, the one sort of gratifying thing of, you know, this whole Eastern Bloc USSR situation coming to an end is that it imploded non-violently um, there was definitely a, a lower loss of life than there is now but when it was done it was done it was time to move on time to rebuild time to start anew without well i won't say any impediments but most certainly most mm. impediment i don't quite think we have that now so yeah. you know empty shelves or not are we going to be seeing this more and more? And when is it going to come to an end? When is it going to, you know, what is the, the only piece of good news I must say I've heard. Um, and it was, I don't even know how true this is because I haven't heard anything about it since. Is that Bayer or some pharmaceutical company was working on developing a test kit that takes two and a half hours turnaround time for your results. Okay. And I mean, that's a thing because that's yeah. a game changer. Yeah. You can get results of people tested within two and a half hours. You can maybe then regain control. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, because, I mean, they've been contradicting um, uh, advice on getting tested because, like, the, the, the World Health, uh, Health Organization has been saying, you know, we've got to test, we've got to test, we've got to test, whereas people in the countries are saying, no, 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 only come if you fit the profile because yeah. they don't have the test kits, it takes so long. You know, so like you say, I mean, on paper, the best way to deal with it is to test everyone or test as many people as you can. But um, the logistics and, and, around that. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, centralized versus decentralized. You know, I mean, if you have a centralized testing effort, you can only get to so many so often, so so much. Um, yeah. I, I don't know how that will, um, how feasible that is within this 21 day because, again, we're not a – you know, put it frankly, for a country like Switzerland, uh, you know, to have 10,000 infections at this point and for them not to be able to put a lid on it in a sense of get everybody tested and let's see where we stand type of thing. How is a, a large uh, country, uh, you know, with, with I mean, we, we widely dispersed as well. There's all sorts of other challenges, never mind, you know, financial ones of actually, you know, getting such a test. To everyone, yeah. you know, this. Oh, you know, we don't. We most certainly don't have the answers, and I, I doubt anybody in the world currently does. Yeah, and yeah. that's part of it. You know, the, the again, bringing it back to the past situation. The comforting thing was that you were within your little bubble, and you know, outside of that, there were a lot of places you could model your future on. 
currently with this, the only one you can really model success on is China, and that's very shaky at the moment because as we spoke about just now and as you pointed out, you know, once you go out of lockdown, how do you, you know, reassume that everything's not going to just go back to square one with the yeah. infections? Yeah, so okay. there is no plan, there is no uh, sort of success story really as yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, and I mean, the thing is you can't sit and wait I mean, look, I don't know, but I don't know what your view is on on how it's been dealt with here in South Africa. I think they've been pretty swift in making decisions on yeah. locking things down and all that. So hopefully, hopefully that um, you know maybe they were watching the rest of the world and seeing how they were dealing with the situation in terms of yeah. Anyway. Look, I think I think the one advantage we've had is that we weren't the first country badly hit. Yeah. Um, so there was some principles, and yes, given that we have most certainly taken advantage and have made success of being proactive about at least containing or slowing things down on on the disease front. Um, obviously, the downside is that we don't have the resources. We can't build a hospital in seven days like China can. Yeah. Um, and we, we, we don't have the infinite um, sort of, let's call it other resources as well that the United States may have, um, even on the medical front. You know, <laughs> I mean, how many ventilators and respirators do you really need for this type of thing? And how yeah. many do we have? So there's the real world numbers that I think African economies are going to struggle with. And when I say African, I mean, you know, any basis of a third world country yeah, is going yeah, to be yeah. worse off. I think we're still very fortunate um, in the sense of our, our medical field is pretty pretty well advanced and, and we have good doctors. But I mean, can you imagine somewhere like Zimbabwe where they couldn't even contain a cholera or a typhoid outbreak, they needed international intervention, how they're going to deal with something like this? Um, yeah. And, the, and, and of course, the catch is that, well, they can't exactly ask for help from somewhere else because they're battling their own crises. So, yeah, sure. You know, that's, I think, the world is really, it's, as, as much as this is a, a pendulum swings type of situation, it's most certainly on a scale that, uh, you know, we, we haven't seen in our lifetimes. Yeah, absolutely. I was saying, yeah. I, was, I was saying that my kids, they're going to remember this. Mm. You know, I mean, in 20 years' time, you know, they're still going to be talking about this. Yeah. Because, I mean, like for them, it's, you know, okay, I suppose your kids don't really have an appreciation of what's going on. But my kids are, you know, my you know, my eldest is in matric. Um, yeah. The youngest is in um, grade 10. You know, it's affected their schoolwork. They're having to work from home. Um, yeah. I mean, my daughter's matric farewell has been pushed out to August. You know, so like all the things that she would normally have been able to enjoy in matric, that's changed. Yeah. You know, it's a it's a different world. Yeah, and you're going to see other impacts or effects that we haven't even thought of. So oh, yeah, absolutely. Personal level like that, as you mentioned, matric farewells. But what if it's something like, uh, I don't know, because of the state of the economy, the bread jumps from 13 rand to 45 rand. And your salary doesn't if you still have one, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's that because that's, yeah. again, exactly what happened when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, you know, as a nine-year-old, I'm looking at this, I'm saying, okay, well, firstly, you can't buy anything. Secondly, when you can, the price has just doubled within a week. But 
again, that's it. People survive. People persevere. You know, um, wars or diseases haven't flattened civilization yet. They set it back, but they most certainly haven't uh, achieved in, you know, completely derailing uh, the progress that humankind has made, for better or worse. Um, yeah. You know, there's there's many avenues you can broach that subject of human advancement and how we relate to this planet and how it relates to us. And, of course, you, you have your theories of people coming back saying this is, you know, maybe what was coming and, you know, this is a reality check on the way we do things and the way we live. But, I mean, you know, yeah, I think ultimately there's lessons learned out of everything. Yeah. I just think the lesson you know, it's still very well, very much underway and will be for a long time. Yeah, and I think, uh, yeah, I don't think this is just going to be a three-week thing. I think this, I mean, especially for us, you know, with, in South Africa with our economy, like everything you've said in terms of the impact that it's going to have, uh, I think this is going to be with us for a couple of years, the mm. impact of this. Yeah. Yeah. And I yeah. think, you know, like you were saying that, um, you know, how people persevere and they get through it and all that kind of thing. I suppose it's also... Um, you know, what happens when the dust settles, how we deal with the impact of it, uh, it determines what the future is. Because, I mean, if you look at countries, you know, and I maybe use Germany as an example again after the Second World War, you know, they had to, they had to, re uh, Japan as well, they had to rebuild. And look, look, look at both those countries now, um, yeah. you know, 20 years after the Second World War. They were yeah. back on their feet, oh, yeah. and, and 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 very very well so. So hopefully, hopefully South Africa, you know, when well, hopefully our government, because I mean they they basically the the guys that are you know controlling this whole situation. Um, hopefully, when when the dust settles, that they make the right decisions in getting the country back to where they should be, and maybe hopefully hopefully we better off after that. Maybe maybe this kind of thing will. We'll sort out some of the 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 um, you know some of the corruption. Maybe get rid of some of the the dead wood and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And maybe maybe it's like cleaning house kind of thing. I don't yeah. know. We've got to be no, positive. You're right. Yeah, I, I think it's a it, we're on that line of between that whole sort of cultural status of you know being owed something because of of past um, experiences. And between, okay, but we actually need to do something going forward to, you know, uh, realize success. Because something like this comes along, you know, when, you, when you're in a complacent state, uh, you, perhaps you don't even know it. Um, yeah. Something like this needs to drop you first before you realize you need to start climbing and, you know, probably faster than you did before. Yeah. So that's exactly, that's exactly it. And, um yeah, let's, it's, oh, you know, the, the defining times. You know, you, you could very much, I think, in other ways, this will be the new, there's the BC and the, you know, AC, before Corona, <laughs> after Corona. So, uh, of, our, of our lifetimes and our generation, yeah. uh, generations um, that will be shaped by this. But, yeah, scary stuff. So, uh, 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 did you take a, a last motorcycle ride before the lockdown? I I did, I did, and, and I enjoyed it, and I enjoyed it, and it was quite strange to see joggers uh, smiling at you that normally wouldn't, oh, uh, yes. and be annoyed by your, you know, noise. pipes, 
Yeah, but now they were smiling because they realized what you're doing and they're doing is the same exactly thing. Exactly the same thing, yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, there were a few cheers at the robots thinking, obviously, they knew that, uh, you know, you're trying to take in the last bit of fresh air and the last bit of sunlight under the current circumstances before we are where we are today. Yeah. So, yeah, so that was pretty defining moment of this whole thing um, on a personal level. Um and obviously, wouldn't have been that you wouldn't have been that appreciative of it had this been just the normal Friday afternoon, you know. So, exactly. Yeah. Something to be said for that as well. Yeah, but I must tell you, um, I was out on my bike yesterday as well. Uh, I had to go pick up some medication for my kids and then go drop it off uh, at their place. And um, in 20 minutes, I almost got taken out three times. Jeez. The people that were driving. We're just not thinking. Straight. Yeah, yeah. You know, like people, like almost like people were rattled. Yeah. Because I mean, I, I I would like to believe that I ride fairly defensively on yeah. my motorcycle, and um, I mean, there was a guy that just did a U-turn in the road. Just, uh, but I could see it happening. Yeah. And then, uh, then I thought, okay, he's not going to do it. And as I got close to him, he did it. Mm. I was Good. like, yeah. Good thing you thought of that up, up up front or you would have had other hassles today to deal with, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, can you imagine? Hey, well, I could have spent the next three weeks in hospital. Yeah, come in with a broken leg, come out with a corona or something. You know? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, let's, yeah. So, yeah, so it was nice to be out on the bike, but uh, there's uh, one or two hairy moments there. I hear you. And, and, and it's funny how that, again, permeates anything and everything because what I found at first, I, um, you know, when I when I stopped off at the shop on Monday, and this was before the lockdown was announced, but some people were already in a bit of a buzz, yeah. and they try to compensate for their anxiety by being extra polite. <laughs> so you find somebody bumping your trolley. Oh, I'm 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 really sorry. And, you know, because normally they would have either just ignored you or you know even be annoyed by the fact that it had happened to them in the first place. So, yeah, that you were in the way. Yeah. So yeah, we all yeah. we all deal with it in our own way, I suppose. Yeah, look, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to say I haven't had any. I, I expected people to be a little bit um, short and that kind of thing in the in the supermarkets, but I, I, I think I went on Wednesday. I went to go do like a bit of a shop there just to stock up on some stuff, and uh, like you say, I mean, the you know the shops were quite busy. People were. You know, having to wait for one another to pass one another with the trolleys and all that kind of stuff. And everyone was super polite and super friendly. I, I did notice yeah. that. I, I half expected that people would be a little bit edgy yeah. and, you know, a little bit yeah. more reactive. But they weren't. Yeah. So I suppose that's positive. Well, you know, there's a saying that goes, we, and, and I know this is almost contrary to what we've been saying now on the positive note. But, you know, we think society is governed by morality. Um, and it's not. So that it, that situation taken in context is one thing. When you're in lockdown for three weeks and there's, you know, certain shortages, it may pan out a little bit differently. <laughs> yeah. And again, uh, you know, there were, I suppose, generally, uh, you know, societies kind to each other, even back, you know, talking about back BC. in the day. BC. Yeah. <laughs> BC and, and, well, you know, during communism back there. And, um, but yeah, there's some nasty moments, eh? 
And I think it's it's uh, as the guy was doing the U-turn, same thing. He means well, but probably wouldn't have happened if it wasn't under normal circumstances, you know. So yeah. But I look, I did, I did, I did give him a piece of my mind though. Yeah. No, as as a biker would. I mean, yes. Course, I slowed not... down and 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 told him his fortune. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he did. Uh, anyway, yeah, but um, so I mean, have you stocked up? I mean, are you like you're you good for three weeks, or do you still need to pop out even now again? You know, the your your stocking up is only as effective as the thing that you forgot the yeah. most. Right? Yeah. So yeah, I think so. <laughs> Let's answer that with saying I don't think uh, I haven't discovered anything by midday through day one uh, that I've been missing. So yeah. that's a good thing. But again, dealing with a four-year-old and a two-year-old in the house, it's a challenge on its own, and you needed to think all angles, nappies, wet wipes, you know, those types of things. So covered the obvious, and yes, I'd like to think we are. But of yeah. course, here's the curveball. You hit day one of 21, and my son falls off and just about breaks his arm. Exactly. exactly. Now there's yeah. that. And actually, we still don't know. I think it's a little bit swollen, to be honest. Yeah. And I don't know if there's some... You know, if it's just a sprain or actually, a, you know, a fracture or something. And oh, no. it worries you because now, you know, I mean, I read somewhere that, you know, Gauteng-wise, Santon and Bedford View are the sort of real epicenters at this point. And um, that's scary. Yeah. That's where we are, you know, in, yeah. in the middle of this. And, yeah, now you've got to take your toddler to hospital. Uh, yeah, no. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure it's fun. Yeah. Sure it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. So. There's nothing, nothing uh, <clears throat> a couple of tablets can't sort out. <laughs> yeah, well, if Maybe. not for the kid, at least for you. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, did you stock up, <clears throat> excuse me, did you stock up on alcohol? You know, ironically, I've been buying things, alcohol included now, for these three weeks that I wouldn't have bought over a normal three-week period. Yeah. So, yes, I, I bought a, a bottle of uh, Talamore Dew, which is one of my favorite whiskeys. Yes. I I, uh, I wanted a bottle of Jack, but unfortunately, beggars can't be choosers. You know, <laughs> this is uh, that whole. As I say, I'm used to it as a kid. So you yeah. know, lack of choice. Why was so, it all gone? Well, yeah, Jack, Jack was gone. You shitting Jack me. The Jack shitting was me. gone yesterday, and uh, I didn't show up on my bike to buy it, so I couldn't be too pushy around. Uh, you oh, know, yeah. what I can ask for and not. So I just took the Talamore Dew and a six pack of Castles. Okay. I'll have one every, you know, one a week or something. So nothing too hectic. Yeah, yeah I, bought a, I bought a couple of uh, Vintage Drafts and I bought a litre bottle of J&B whiskey. Okay. And I've still got some, still got some um, uh, uh, Bushmills Black Bush in the cupboard there. So that should keep me going for a while. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's all right. I don't know. Uh, I work, it's, you know, it's about pacing oneself now, you know, just to try and make it. Yes. Make it last. Eh? So, I mean, the supermarkets are going to be open. I mean, no, does they it won't. mean that you can buy wine? No. Are they, they're not allowing you to buy alcohol. You know what? I think it will be what they do. I, I see they're pretty lax with it here in Gauteng, but the wine sections in supermarkets are closed off in Woodbank. Um, are they? Sundays, without oh. exception. So, I think they're just going to do the same here. Oh. Well, no, I just, thought, I just thought that maybe it was like okay, we're not going to allow bottle stores to open because they're not essential, but if you happen to go to the supermarkets and, you know, there's wine in the in the aisle there that you'd be able to buy it. No, I think they're going to cordon it off. 
<laughs> so it's a thing because uh, I've, I've come off cigarettes three years ago, so it's not an issue for me. But I had to, let's just say, put my bike to good use yesterday afternoon as well and ride around a bit <laughs> and find my wife some cigarettes. <laughs> because, you know, it's, it's tough for 21 days. Yeah. 21 yeah, exactly. days without cigarettes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. I'll take my chances with the army, eh? <laughs> yeah, well, maybe it was a good time to give up, though. Or no, it was. No. <laughs> no, look, especially in light of this being a respiratory virus. Yes, yes. Uh, there's all those uh, handicaps that us humans bring on upon ourselves. Ourselves, yeah. Really not necessary. So, yeah. yeah um, it's... Uh, it's you can be glad for dropping bad habits and picking up good ones. I think hopefully that's something to realize in this 21 day window as well. Yeah, no, it's true. We well, can... I've got to, you know, because like now, you know, can't go to gym, that kind of thing. Now I've got to make a plan that I get into a routine at home, doing some yeah. sort of exercise at home, and then also just making sure that I don't just comfort eat. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I, I fully hear you. Because, you yeah, know, like was, at work, you've got a routine. You know, you go to the office or you have breakfast, you go to the office, 12 o'clock you have lunch. Like now, I'd be like, you're almost like, not bored, but you think, ah, oh, I can just walk to the kitchen and get myself well, something to snack on. Two things come to mind. The whole thing about, uh, I've heard a saying once that goes, I have a hard time distinguishing between hunger and boredom. So yeah. there's that. Yes. And the second one saying, you know, during these uh, lockdowns, um, you're either going to become a master chef or an alcoholic. There is no in between. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think I'm going to be, become a master chef. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you. I'm in the same boat. I'm in the same boat. Uh, yeah. And I mean, work-wise, what's your, what's your thing? Are you still grafting? Yeah, or? I'm trying to, but it's yeah. tough. Again, said same reason for the kids, you know. Yes. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm sitting here now, and uh, my wife needs to work as well. So that's the other thing. Yeah, uh, she's got a job. She's in the insurance industry. Yeah. So you can imagine how she's been, how her business models have been turned upside down with this. Absolutely. They, they were overexposed up to about six billion rand if everybody had to claim business interruption for uh, for. I mean, they're in the hospitality industry. So okay. Much yeah. Yeah, everybody wants to claim insurance claims because they're not getting business. You know, they'll close their doors. So it's all up in arms at the moment, and Holy also, shit. you know, it's 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 crazy. Um, yeah. And unprecedented. So yeah, it's the best they can do is start dishing out disclaimers, which is fair. Again, you cannot, you know, not every business can claim for this type of thing because it just, you know, insurance only works when a few are affected and many pay. Yes. When it's needed. Yeah. Currently in this type of situation, that's exactly not what it is. Yeah. So she's trying to battle, you know, this type of situation or wade the waters with her firm as much as uh, anyone else is doing it on the other fronts. So it's it's really a challenging time for her as well. And uh, yeah, you know, that said, her work, my work, we both think, you know, we've got to try and, and wade through it and see who's... Who needs to prioritize what when so we can make yeah. it through, you know, and, and yeah. at the same time not neglect our kids or our mental health or anything else. So Yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's also the thing is that like, you know, like you think you're on this lockdown and like you're almost in your mind, you're thinking, okay, I'm locked down in my house. But uh, I, like I realized, but, you know, I, I need to every now and again go take a step outside, walk around the garden, maybe sit on the grass for a bit. 
you know, because I mean, after a couple of days of being stuck in your house, you know, like if you, yeah, yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's easy. It's like for some people, they could just be sitting watching Netflix, watching movies or that yeah. kind of thing. I mean, you can only really do that for so long. That's true. Yeah. Well, even more importantly, do it for so long until the value of it is diminished because there is some value yeah. in digital entertainment and in, and in, you know, the comfort of your own home. But all that goes out the window, as you say, by day six of continuous, you know, sort of that. And you start forming those bad habits. Which Yeah, well, well, I'll tell you what happened with me this week was, I mean, there was, you know, I had quite a bit of work to do and there's some things that I wanted to get ahead of. And I found myself going to bed at like one, two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Working the whole day and then still working until one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Because I knew tomorrow morning, well, I can just roll out of bed at eight o'clock. Yeah. You know, make my hoppest eight daily meeting. You know, everything's cool. But, I, you know, the work's done. Yeah. You know. But, I mean, it's just like all of a sudden I realized, but hang on a second, why am I working until two o'clock in the morning? Mm. It's just because I, you know, it, you know, you just, I'm sitting here and all of a sudden it's two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. You, you, yeah. you lose track of time. Yeah. It's it's the thing uh, that casinos are good at, <laughs> you know. When you go there, well, you got to ask yourself: Have you ever seen any windows in casinos? So no. you can decide that it's actually nighttime now or morning. <laughs> yeah. um, have you seen any clocks on the walls? <laughs> you know. Anyway, uh, digressing. But yes, yeah. uh, I hear you. You know, in that sense, I'm very grateful for these kids giving us structure and a real purpose every day to, you know, get them going and you know, get them fed and make sure they, they get some joy out of the day. Because, yeah, no, absolutely. Know, at some point, my, my oldest is already asking, why don't we go there or go here? And, you know, the challenge is in explaining that. Yeah. That uh, you can't. And his mind doesn't understand. But, of course, five minutes later, he's forgotten about it and, you know, yeah, doing something else. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's a thing. And each, each to their own. We all have our own challenges that, it's somehow unique. I yeah, think absolutely. Yeah. That's the one thing we can take away from it. And, and it's kind of not that different from normal life. We all go to work and we all go home and we all do things that, you know, we enjoy. And, you know, but at the same time, they're vastly different outside of, you know, what those details are. So it's similar now. We're all on 21-day lockdown. We all got to abide by the rules. But what we do during the day is, is can be a little different. Yeah, no, you're right. So, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah, well, you must uh, keep up. We'll 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 keep in touch. Yeah. See that we our lives have, like you said, they've changed a little bit. We're not. Yeah. <laughs> True. But yeah. we will uh, hopefully reconvene at some point on those bikes. Eh? Yeah. 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 Well, I've I've theoretically I've got time now to do some work on my two other bikes. Indeed. They've been they've been standing for a while. I've been you know odds and ends that I've needed to do on them. Now now's a good chance to to and then maybe I can run the gauntlet and take them around the block. I was about to say the problem <laughs> is closing that loop with the test ride. But yeah, uh, I think I'll I think I'll be able to make it around the around the block I'm without sure. getting into trouble. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm uh, sure my I'm sure my dodgy neighbour will phone someone to complain. Probably that I'm not, that I'm not abiding by the rules. Yes. Yes. Well, I'll just have to take them to the shops. There we go. Yeah. yeah. That's a good excuse. I mean, uh, yeah. It's a problem if I get stuck, you know, if I don't make it, <laughs> make it to the shop. 
Indeed. <laughs> anyway, yeah, no, listen, we must plan a we'll, we must plan an epic ride when 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 this is all over. Let's we'll go somewhere nice. Yeah. Yeah. Fresh air. Yeah. You know that's not. Uh, you know, uh, by then the virus isn't airborne, and you know the air is plague infected as well. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's <laughs> anyway, Peter, you must keep well, man. We'll, we'll stuff, touch Andrew. base again soon. Yeah, man. Thanks for the yeah. chat. It was good chatting to you. I think this is important. You need to keep these social contacts up. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody, and you know, again, for your for your well being and your balance, that as much as whatever that means in a lockdown. Yeah. You know, I was saying to somebody else the other day that this is as crazy as it's ever been for anyone that's never been to prison, you know? <laughs> it's what confinement it really is. Yeah. Acerate yeah, at best. Yeah. Yeah, but that's what I say. I mean, we mustn't forget that a lot of us are fortunate enough to have gardens. You yeah. Go outside and just take in some some sun rays. That's it. Yeah, and like just spare thought for those that don't. They don't, yeah. And no. their families, you know. Yeah, so. I'm very, I'm very careful about. Yeah, I'm very fortunate to to have that situation. I, I know a lot of people don't. Yeah. Yeah. Positive. Yeah, man. Yeah. Okay, buddy. Good stuff, bud. Cool, man. We'll chat soon. Eh? Chat Cheers, soon. Man. Bye. Cheers, man. Bye. So, thanks for joining me on this episode and. Check out for the next episode. I'm going to be checking in with a couple of my friends around the world. Like I said, um, I'll probably uh, release another one in another day or two. And that, my friends, is the end. I'll catch you next time.